What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino today, Ray. We are continuing on with our Fix the Franchise series. We got the Washington Commanders today. Yeah, a handful of more teams. A uh, couple more teams still looking for coaches, too. So let's hope by the time these get out, they don't hire a coach and just completely make us look like dipshits. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Commanders are in an ironic... Uh, Awkwardly good spot, I feel like, especially sitting at number two overall. Um, yeah, I think they have like the offseason at their hands. A lot of money, that draft capital. So see how they do it. Yeah. So let's get let's get right into it. So as the Dan Snyder era came to an end, um, new owner Josh Harris bought in this team to turn this commander's franchise around. The season for the commanders started off with a bang. They started two and oh behind good quarterback play with Sam Howell, but the season took a turn on both sides of the football. Uh, rookie corners that they drafted, Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin, just weren't playing that well to start the season. This offensive line couldn't hold up. Sam Howell's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. He was also just insanely turnover prone. Um, they make somewhat of a surprising move during the season to trade both Montez Sweat and Chase Young to acquire more picks. Thought they might hold on to one of those guys, but they end up trading both. They finished the season on an eight-game losing streak. They fired Ron Rivera. They fired their GM, Martin Mayhew. They've since brought in Adam Peters as their GM. He's a former assistant GM of the 49ers. So um, a lot of people have high praise for him. So hopefully he can get this coaching hire under wraps, and then they uh, they ultimately have the second pick. And they will take their quarterback of the future, most likely either being Caleb Williams or Drake May. So let's get into it, Ray. How are you feeling about this team? Well, like you said, they do have a lot of money. And uh, and now with new ownership, new GM, and a new head coach, this team can turn it around. I feel like this is as true of a, like a blank slate as there's been in a while, I feel like, in the NFL. They have – I feel like they just can write their own story because this past uh, draft was – left a lot to be desired to say the least. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, I feel like we all kind of questioned that pick when it was made. Yeah. Uh, he had a lot of picks, interceptions in college, but just the s- slight frame and everything and just the, his play style overall didn't really make much sense. I think he was ahead of um, one spot ahead of Christian. Christian right. Yeah. That's just banana to me. Um, I think, I think Quan Martin will be a good player. He's a good kind of versatile defensive back safety type player, but other than that, their foundational pieces really start in those with those two defensive tackles in Jonathan Allen and uh, Darren Payne. I know both of them have kind of voiced their frustration with Washington. So I think this new regime ownership GM coach is going to really have to kind of sell their vision of the future to make sure that they're happy and keep them there long, uh, long term. But that being said, those are guys that you could, if they really are at their wits end, you can flip them for even more draft capital, similar to what they did with, uh, Chase Young and Sweat. So, uh, other than that, their wide receiving base in, in Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. I think the rookie quarterback that they get will have two veterans who are established, and like he won't be thrown to whatever Bryce Young was thrown to this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they have a good foundation in that regard as well. Uh, you have anyone else that you think is here for the long haul? Uh, yeah, a guy like Sam Cosme, who they drafted to play tackle, but he's since moved into guard. He's been playing really well. Um, since they kicked him inside, honestly, outside of him, that offensive line has been pretty brutal. So um, they're definitely going to have to build around this offensive line for their new quarterback. But all those other guys, I had the same. And uh, there are a couple of guys that um, who are free agents too that we'll get to that 
maybe I think they should uh, they should look to bring back. But I'll go through that past draft. Uh, we obviously mentioned Emmanuel Forbes in the first round, just taking one spot ahead of Christian Gonzalez. Pretty tough first season. Um, he did have some better games down the stretch, but really started the season rough. So hopefully year two will be better for him. Quan Martin, another guy, another secondary piece, didn't play well either. Um, they took Ricky Stromberg, Arkansas guard. Um, he didn't play very much. He got he played in one game uh, this season in more than just like limited snaps um, against the Giants. I think he played almost 40 snaps. He had 17 pressures allowed in that game. So pretty, pretty rough. Wait, one is game. that an actual stack? I, I, <laughs> yeah. from I, I was actually just looking him up on um, PFF before. I think he only played 22 snaps. I thought that was like pretty alarming that it said that Wait, it was he, 17. He, he only played 22 snaps. <laughs> I know. And he had 18 pass blocking snaps. This so can't pretty, be. So, no, dude, so, I think, where'd you get that from? Let's hold on. BFF. No, 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 no. Well, pressure's allowed. No, pressure opportunities you were looking at. He allowed uh, one pressure. <laughs> okay. I was like, dude, what? I was like, he had 18 That's pass so blocking funny. snaps. That's so funny. This was done late last night. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ricky, not as bad as I thought it was. Um, they also drafted... Uh, offensive line, <laughs> Braden Daniels from Utah. Uh, he missed the whole season. He was on IR. KJ Henry, uh, defensive lineman from Clemson, didn't get much run. And then their six-round pick, Chris Rodriguez, running back from Kentucky. He got some run when Brian Robinson was out. He runs hard, but honestly, he's not that good of a player. Um, I mean, so. I, I want to touch on KJ Henry. I, I really did like him coming out of Clemson, too. He's got some juice off the edge. Uh, he's one of those guys who's a super high recruit, so you know that's that's what I really look for. I love that shit. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be a type of guy who's an every down edge, but he can fill into a rotation, I think, year two and maybe bump those sack numbers up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they definitely need edge help. Um, we talked about some foundational pieces. Let's talk about some team needs. Obviously, quarterback, the glaring need. What else you got for the commanders? I mean, secondary, they, they allowed, like, I think the most pass yards against in the league. So that's obviously got to be addressed. But also, th- th- these tackles. Uh, especially with a young quarterback coming in, you want to make sure you sure that up so he's not running for his life back there. And then finally, those defensive ends, we talked about how they traded Chase Young and Montez Sweat during the season, so it's kind of barren. KJ Henry was getting a lot of snaps at the end of the year, but you want to bring in veterans who are more accustomed to playing those heavy workloads in an, in an NFL game. Yeah, I agree. I also have tight end listed. Um, Logan Thomas is a free agent. They do have some young guys in, the, in that tight end room with John Bates and, and Cole Turner, but I um, think you can always bring in a veteran tight end to help lead those guys. Let's talk about their free agency. Let's talk about their cap space. So $84 million in projective cap space right now, first in the NFL. Um, so they got a lot of money to play with, and they have this number two overall draft pick. So this could be an accelerated turnaround for Washington, the notable free agents for them. Um, long time corner Kendall Fuller is the big name for them um, also Cam Curl in that secondary he's played pretty well in his first few seasons at safety um, their backup Jacoby Brissett Antonio Gibson Curtis Samuel Sadiq Charles played guard for them most of the year and then obviously a uh, middle linebacker Cody Barton so who are some guys that you're looking to bring back like uh, he's got to start with Cam Curl right uh we talk about that just that secondary being kind of miserable. So I think the one bright spot on the in the secondary was Cam Curl. So he's still young too. I think he's only like 24, if I'm not mistaken, maybe 25. So I think maybe on like a four-year deal, 
probably upwards of 50 million you'll have to pay them, but they have the um the space to get it done, I think. And I think it will really help sure up the continuity in the back end. You have him and Quan Martin for the long haul. So I think that's a good guy to bring back. Other than that, I mean Cody Barton maybe hit a lot of tackles, but like he's a guy they signed on a one-year deal. I feel like it was more of a rental piece where they would probably end up gonna part ways with him. So um Curtis Samuel, I'm assuming will end up leaving as well. He's more athlete than anything. He never really reached his full potential in Washington. So I think just Cam Curl, if I'm being for me at least. Yeah, I I think they should try to re-sign Jacoby Brissett if they can. Um, I know he's a big time backup that does command some money from from NFL teams. I know the, the Jets are a team that I would love to bring in Jacoby Brissett and I would overpay for him, honestly. Um Jets don't have a ton of cap space, but um, this is a guy that if you're bringing in a, a young quarterback at pick two, I would like to have another established veteran around him. So if they can bring him back, I think that would be great. And then I also thought Sadiq Charles, too. Um, I know this offensive line didn't play great, but he's a young offensive lineman who played for most of the season. Um, so I do like to bring some continuity back on this offensive line, even if he has to fight out for a job to start. Um even if he's just a depth piece, but I think that's a guy that they could also bring back. I know we talked about how bad the secondary was. Kendall Fuller was a really interesting one for me because I feel like this is a guy that you would want to bring back, but how poorly that their secondary has played. Like, are you going to pay him to to play in the same secondary that didn't play well? Yeah, and he's also getting up there in age, too. I feel like he's going to be the type of guy – I don't think he's going to want to sit through like a rebuild like this because they're not going to be competing immediately either. So I assume that in a, a league – like today, passing league, cornerbacks are at high demand. I feel like he'll end up going to a team that's trying to contend a little bit more. Uh, I just wanted to make a note. You said Brissett bring back. I feel like when you have Sam Howell on his rookie deal, and I know he's not a starter, but True. he did lead the NFL in passing for a while. I feel like that's, you got to pencil him in as the backup. Just so cheap. He's a fifth-round pick, so – what, he's probably making, what, a million or two this year? I feel like just cap-wise, I feel like that'd be a smart move. Yeah. And I then also, want... I mean, just if if they bring in Drake May at second overall pick, you have that continuity there as well, someone who he mentored in college as well. True. Yeah, I was almost thinking that Sam Howell might be a, a trade piece, honestly. That, that, uh, could also be, that could also be a case. You get a, a late day two, early day three kind of – if you get a fourth for him, like, I would do that. You think you can get a fourth for him? Yeah, I think you could. Nah, he's got he's got talent. I don't know. What do you get for Zach? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, You get a fourth for Zach? No. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I, think, I think Zach is like a – you give Zach a seventh for a sixth next year. Damn. Yeah, Shout out, my- Zach, dude. <laughs> He'll be balling next year. Don't worry. Um this team was pretty clean, honestly, with, with some of their contracts. I didn't have any major cap casualties. Logan Thomas was was the big one that I had. He's going to be 33. He's had a bunch of injuries. You could save $6.5 million on the cap there. And then outside of him, there are a bunch of big contracts that they can maybe look to restructure. But um, like you said, if you're trying to hold Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, maybe you don't restructure them because you do obviously have a bunch of money. It's not like you need to restructure these guys. Um, Terry McLaurin also making um, a pretty pretty penny as well, but those are three guys that I had noted. Yeah, I had Logan Thomas too. I, th- I thought it was closer to seven, but six and a half, same shit. 
And then uh, Charles Leno as well. He's yeah. in the last year of his deal. He's aging. Um, he's got three. He's got like a one million dollar cap hit for the next three years after that too. I think they kind of restructured him already. But he's someone who hasn't really been playing that well. Getting up there, I can see them moving on and clearing the cap. But like you said, it's tough with a team that already has so much cap space where they may just want to like pay the veteran. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, have some veteran insurance depth at the tackle position. Right. All right. Let's look at some free agent targets for them. Who uh, who came to mind when you were uh, when you were taking a look? I mean, number one, or I guess, like I, like I said, I think you have to address at, at the edge position uh, big and like early. So I think Bryce Huff is someone that came to mind for me, a young ascending player. If he hits the market, uh, I think you can probably, he may even get upwards of around 70 million, I was thinking, and over the course of four years. Yeah, and can I be- ask you about this? Yeah, let me hear Because I was struggling with this um, when I was going through it. They for sure need need edge help. But my thought was like, they just gave away two edge rushers. They didn't want to pay either of them. Are they now going to pay a big time for another edge rusher? Like that, I, that's where I, I was like kind of confused. Like I thought they should have paid probably Montez Sweat. Um, I mean, but, I was just, I thought of it more of the fact that like they maybe Sweat didn't want to stay there. Like there was there was the uncertainty of whether it could get done and at the deadline you might as well just get the draft capital on a team this young so i think fair enough paying someone in free agency where you don't have to give up draft capital uh i think it makes a lot of sense to try to go get someone at that position because they do they are barren there yeah um and then i i think someone if bryce huff isn't an option another defensive end i think uh jonathan grenard if he ends up leaving houston he's someone who had a monster year He'll be 27. I think he had 11 and a half sacks, something like that this year. So I think he fits in really well with um, this defensive front. I think obviously scheme is up in the air with the head coach and whatnot, but assuming they stick to a four down front, I think um, Jonathan Grenard makes a lot of sense. And then on the office side of the ball, I think Logan Thomas, I was thinking as a cap casualty. So get your young quarterback, a tight end uh, as well. I think Noah Fant makes a lot of sense. So just get younger at the position Similar in make and mold. He can stretch the seam. So that's a player I had in mind as well. Yeah, those are all good ones. Um, I'll stick on offense here um, in the trenches. Um, I was thinking like a guy like Connor Williams, who's coming off an ACL injury right now. So you might be able to get him a little cheaper than you thought he was. But um, really good player, can play center, can play guard for you. Um, and then just bolstering with with some veterans because I think they are going to look to bring in some young offensive linemen, a guy like Graham Glasgow, a guy like Connor McGovern from the Jets um, who have some position versatility on that offensive line. And then we talked about the secondary. I think this is where they need to pay up big time. Um, I know they've drafted a lot of corners in the past few years, but a guy like Jalen Johnson who's at the top of the market, a guy like Lajarius Sneed who both are still young in their primes um, to replace Kendall Fuller with. And then uh, we talked about the edges. Um, You're talking about paying up. I got some cheaper, younger options that maybe didn't pan out on their first teams. But when you play next to Deron Payne and and Jonathan Allen, maybe it gives you a little bit more opportunity. A guy like Derek Barnett, who's with the Eagles, who was with the, um, where is he now? He's with the Texans, I think. Um, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. He's a, He's had flashes, um, but hasn't really stuck around. And another guy, uh, Penn State guy, Uter Gross Matos, who was in Carolina, um, who's got juice, just hasn't really played well. Um, maybe some some cheaper, younger options too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I was thinking the same uh, 
same mold, but at the linebacker position, actually, if Cody Barton walks away, I think Jordan Brooks, similar concept with they got with Barton from Seattle. I think you can get him for like a two-year, $22 million deal. He's someone who has three-down potential. He had some more pass rush ability this year, too. He's only going to be 27 next year. And then if not him, someone like Kenneth Murray, a first-round pick with the Chargers who didn't really work out, maybe a change of scenery. You can get him on a cheap one-year deal and just have, a, have him be a prove it, and maybe that chance, change of scenery can really bring out his – uh, pure talent. And then back in the trenches too, just two people that you didn't mention. I think Jonah Williams is someone that they may want to target to get a, a young tackle uh, who also can play guard if need be. And then uh, another guard that you didn't mention as well. I think Ezra Cleveland makes a lot of sense too. Just as an interior depth, you can get him pretty cheap and he's got starting experience. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, 84 million in projected cap space that could probably go up with, with Logan Thomas getting cut. And then you have nine picks in this draft. You have six picks in the top 102. This could be a quick turnaround um, for this team. Let's talk draft now. Um, as we pull it up, yeah, what five picks in the top 100, something like that. Yeah, right? we're gonna we're gonna get some we're gonna get some picks here. I like it. Um, let's start this up. So who goes first? Drake May goes first. Nice. It's a win for Easy. you. Easy. Take the uh, the hometown kid. The hometown kid and Caleb Williams going off at the 102. Um, so, oh, fuck. I fucked up. Would you fuck up? I set it as a, a seven-round mock. So <laughs> if we want to do all seven. <laughs> um, so we did Caleb Williams at the 102. We're on the clock here at pick 36. We also have pick 40 in this draft. Um, so some guys that we're looking at here, Kamari Lasseter corner from Georgia, Troy Fontenot tackle from Washington, Quinion Mitchell corner from Toledo. Um, some wide receivers, Keon Coleman, AD Mitchell, Xavier Leggett, TJ Tampa, another corner. Um, what position are you, are you attacking here? I, I don't hate going corner here. And uh, I think TJ Tampa makes a lot of sense. I, I think another big physical outside corner young, and you can maybe, kind of pair with uh, what's his name and hopefully maybe they can play off each other. Emmanuel Forbes, that's who I was thinking of and yeah, kind let's, of improve um, his game. Uh, but also at the same time, you, you kind of want to address offense too with the young quarterback. So I really wouldn't hate Troy Font now either. I just feel like we yeah, take him a lot. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm thinking like, how do we play this where we get two good players at pick 36 and pick 40? Yeah. Um, now may be the pick then. And then now or – um, I haven't watched um the guy the tackle from Yale yet. What would you think of him? He's explosive. It's just so tough watching him against that level of competition. Yeah. Apparently, he has like thirty six plus inch arms too. I've been hearing. Um, he doesn't really have many true pass sets, but he's pretty good in the run game. Tyler Guyton is also here. Um, I know you're not as high on him as as I am. So you, you want to go font now here, and I think we still get one of these three corners, most likely. Yeah, I like that. All right. So we're gonna take Troy Font now here to protect Caleb Williams at pick 36. We're on the clock. <laughs> all three all three corners, my Lasseter, Mitchell, and TJ Tampa. That's pretty funny. That is hilarious. Um, I mean, Kalen King is here. Chop Robinson's there, but we take him a lot. Brandon Doralis, I kind of fuck with. <sighs> Let's see, let's see what edges are. Uh, actually, we kind of have to. 
Let's see what, what kind of edges we have. Adisa Isaac is here. Oh, man, that is brutal. It's a tough draw. That is an insanely tough draw. Um, I don't think Chop gets this far. Yeah, um, I think we... Isaac, I would also wait. I really like Gabriel Murphy from UCLA. I'm not going to take him this high, obviously, but as a third round... I'm down to wait on edge. Yeah, let's take a look at corner. I honestly don't even hate going like a Keon Coleman, honestly, and just getting some size in that wide receiver room. I'm not the biggest A.D. Mitchell fan, personally. I don't I about like A.D. Mitchell. You do? Yeah. I've also been coming around on Leggett. I haven't really gotten a chance to watch him yet. Yeah, he's explosive, man. Um, but I, I'll I'll go with Keon Coleman here. I think just I like having like a, just a go get it type of guy in this offense. Yeah, they all do pl- play very differently from each other. Him, McLaurin, and, and Dotson. That'd be fun. I'd be curious to see who ends up in the slot. Uh, all right, let's go Keon Coleman here. I pick forty. All right, so we're at pick 67. Isaac is the number one name. I think that's probably where we should go, but we can yeah. take a look down. Um, some of these interior guys. Junior Colson, a linebacker, but again, you have a bunch of picks. We have one more in this round, right? Yeah. Will we pick 100? Um, let's take Adisa Isaac here. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, let's do it. So at pick 67... We're taking Edge from Penn State, Adisa Isaac. And this is our last pick here, even though I have it set for the seven-round mock. Uh, can kind of go anywhere here. Yeah, I think this is best, just straight up best pick available. I mean, I'm such a Bucky Irving guy. I fucking love that pick there. Uh, Maybe, I also... I was going to say Kyrie Jackson here. Long, phys- another ooh, long physical corner. I kind of like that, too. I like that. Address the secondary with Kyrie Jackson. Get some length. He's got some decent ball skills too for someone. Yeah, he uh, does. I feel I like, like him. I feel like he's going to be a good player. I feel like he's been low. All right. Um, so I can't. We can't get a draft grade because I'm an idiot and set it for a seven round mock. But I'll just read through the picks here. Um, at pick one hundred two, we took Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. In the second round, at pick 36, we took Washington tackle Troy Fontenau. And then at pick 40, we took wide receiver from Florida State, Keon Coleman, to help bolster that that offense. Three offensive picks in a row to start. And then in the third round, we went defense. We went edge, Adisa Isaac from Penn State. And then with the last pick in the third round, we went corner from Oregon, Kyrie Jackson. How are we feeling about that? I mean, I love that draft. I think Washington fans will love it too. Just absolutely over overload on offense and maybe do what the uh, Atlanta Falcons did sort of and just pay pay people on defense in the offseason through free agency. Right. Sweet. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that was a good mock. Yeah, I like it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Washington Commanders rebuild. Stay locked in with us. We have a few more teams to fix the franchise. we got the New York Jets coming up. And we have the LA Chargers coming up, who still don't have a coach. We didn't talk about coach. Give me your uh, give me your coaching bet for the for Washington before. I we mean, I think it. I think they have to go offense offensively per, per, uh, personally, especially with the fact that they're going to draft the quarterback. So uh, I think Brian Johnson's the name that got brought up a lot. And also, I mean, I don't I know that locker room is kind of in shambles, but like the enemy, I wouldn't hate that. Just promote him to head coach because he's 
that offense did look really well uh, dynamic passing wise for him. Yeah. Um, this one's an interesting one for me. I because... haven't really heard many names either. I don't know about you. Have you heard like a lot of names come out? No, I haven't. And I actually do think um, this is an interesting Mike Vrabel spot. Um, if you like want Seattle. just, yeah, I don't know about Seattle. They're, they're so weird. I know like they're in this winning window too with the roster that they have, but I think with new ownership, new GM, I think they want a CEO type of coach. I feel like they don't want to bring in a first time head coach with a rookie quarterback. I know it just worked in, in Houston. Um, but this is a team that just hasn't been good in a while. Um, so I thought Vrabel might be interesting, but if not, like you said, Ben Johnson is a good hire. Did Jim um, get a, a an interview here or no? I know he got interviewed in Atlanta and uh, L.A. I don't know, honestly. That I'm not sure of. We'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL Draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.